Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I want to talk about an exploration, a mindful exploration of our emotions. Your emotions, my emotions, we've all got them. And anxiety often manifests as this tapestry, if you will, of emotions, thoughts, and physical sensations. And understanding and confronting these feelings head-on is a big step in our quest for emotional well-being and harmony peace and calm, all of it. And I thought we could go through by looking at when a feeling comes up, when we're just not feeling quite right, right? You got that like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, I'm going, to, I'm going down or this isn't, I'm not going to a good place here, what's happening? So I thought we could explore that and see if we can decipher the messages that could be coming up through those feelings, those thoughts or physical sensations that are happening to us, you know, the emotions that we're getting from all of that. And what we want to do eventually is have intentional, small steps that we can take. Sometimes we think our way out of anxiety or high stress or panic is to take these big leaps and bounds. And the reality is, if we can slow things down and take small steps consistently, we will end up in a different place. The problem with going fast and taking big, huge movements is that is often interpreted by our mind that there's danger. So many times in our life, all we need to do is to slow down. And nobody wants to hear that, that, oh, I want you to take this long, slow exit 
out of your stress, your high stress and anxiety. But the reality is to get out and stay out. That is the way we go. Yeah, you can make some leaps and bounds, but if you are doing them through stress, through tension, through erratic, fast movements, I'm telling you, it's all more fodder for the amygdala. It's like, okay, there's a problem. There's something going on. I am on guard. And we want the amygdala to be asleep until we really need it. We do not need that constant scanning of the horizon for trouble. We don't live in a world where the things that are coming up that are stressing us and turning our amygdala on high alert are going to kill us. It's a look from somebody in the grocery store. Somebody looked at you the wrong way and your amygdala flares up and says, oh my God, there's a freaking problem here and I'm going to find it. And then the stories begin. So what I want to do is talk about taking smaller steps out. And I thought if we can take this little journey of the feelings, if we can explore the emotions and the feelings on this, that we can see what's going on. And maybe we can see the places where as individuals, we want to take some new steps. So the first step in understanding your anxious feelings is recognizing them and labeling them. Now, this isn't hard, and you don't have to have a big vocabulary or a psychology vocabulary to label them. They're just feelings. And as a matter of fact, we can actually not break down the feelings, but more or less expand the feelings by exploring them here a little bit. So as we're recognizing and identifying our emotions and our feelings that come along with all of this, we want to label them by what am I feeling? And so this is a simple question. And like I said, you don't need a lot of vocabulary to do this, but what am I feeling? And with this self-awareness, we have opened the door for more exploration. But what we can do is take six very basic feelings and they can be expanded. So we can be sad, we can be mad, we can be scared, we can be joyful, we can be powerful, we can be peaceful. And each one of those can be blasted open into some other ways of feeling that we may not have actually thought of before. And if we use one, let's just stick with scared because this could get to be very big. But today we will just stick with scared. We could expand that into other words that maybe we can begin to pinpoint how we're actually feeling. So under scared, we could be thinking or feeling confused. We could be feeling rejected, helpless, submissive, insecure, or anxious. Those are all under scared. And then those can be opened up even further. So let's, for today, stick with anxious. With anxious, we could be feeling overwhelmed. We could be feeling agitated, 
we could be feeling all kinds of ways, ashamed, embarrassed, right? There's so many ways that we can get drilling down further and further into what that scared feeling is. And the reason that this is important is that we can then begin to answer the question. The first one on this journey of our feelings is, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? And being able to identify that can be very, very helpful. Actually, it can be eye-opening, like, oh, I never thought that I was feeling ashamed, right? And so that's giving me these feelings of being anxious or insecure. And really, I thought I was just scared. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The next thing we want to do on this little journey of our feelings is to locate the sensation in our body. Like anxiety often manifests physically with sensations such as tension, tightness, or restlessness. Take a moment and tune into your body and ask that second question. Where do I feel this feeling or emotion in my body? Is it a knot in your stomach, a lump in your throat? Is it tension in your shoulders? Is it pain somewhere in your body? Acknowledging these physical manifestations is key to understanding the holistic impact of our emotions. You know, each emotion carries a message. 
This is going to take us now into the next question that we want to ask our anxious feeling. What is this feeling trying to tell me? Like I said, each emotion carries a message of some sort, a signal from our inner self. Ask yourself, what is this feeling trying to tell me? It may signal a need for attention, self-care. It could be a reassessment of a certain situation. Listening to these messages is an act of self-compassion. And this can really pave the way for emotional growth. And I think this is a place where we often shy away because we don't want to know what the feeling is trying to tell us sometimes, because it may be telling you to pay attention to something that you need to take care of yourself in a particular way, or that you need to take care of a medical issue that you're just ignoring. It could be that you're not eating the way that your body wants you to eat that is best for it. It could be that you're not getting enough sleep, any of those self-care issues. And sometimes we don't want to hear that. Like we no, I don't have time for that. Right. But then when we push all those things down, it just stores in us as more stress. It's like, again, holding that beach ball under the water. It's exhausting to keep all of this pressed down. Or maybe it is a reassessment of a situation in your life. This is really hard sometimes. And many times this comes up in doing one-on-one coaching when all of a sudden a light bulb moment a client will have because they're talking about it and we're digging a little bit deeper and we're trying to check out what the feeling might be about, what this anxiousness is about or the high stress. And it can come out that there is a situation that needs reassessment. Often we don't want to do it because why? It might require change. And when we're anxious, the last thing we have more time for is change. We kind of just want things to go along nice and smooth. Please let me catch my breath. But the way we get there is by being honest with ourselves and asking, what is this feeling trying to tell me? And listen, listen to the message. Again, it is an act of self-compassion. Then we could actually begin to explore the lesson within. We can dive deeper into the emotional landscape and do some contemplation by asking the next question, which is, what might this feeling be trying to teach me? Now, not what it's trying to tell me, It could be telling you, you know what, you can't have pizza and soda for dinner every night anymore. Like, this is why you're feeling so awful. And this is why you're anxious, because you're not paying attention to the feeling. And so the alarms start going off. The Houston, there's a problem. So what might it now be trying to teach you? Anxiety often arises from unmet needs or unresolved issues. I know this. This was true in my own life. It's probably true in your life, too. There are some unmet needs or perhaps old, unresolved issues. 
This doesn't mean you need to dig back into all of your history and childhood. This means that if you are having an anxious feeling that's trying to teach you something, that you explore it. Let it bubble up. Deal with it as it bubbles up. That's all. We don't need to open up other things that aren't coming up. But as unresolved issues or unmet needs become clear to you, they become a part of your daily life. You don't have to go digging for them. They will come to you. And you can empower yourself by addressing the root cause and cultivate more resilience by asking these questions and letting these feelings come up and let the feeling teach you. See what it is trying to teach you. Again, these are great things to jot down in your journal if you want to do it that way, because when they're in our head, when we are just dealing with this in our head, often it morphs and changes and we talk ourselves out of things. Boy, when you put pen to paper and you write it down and you look at it with your own eyes, you can really say, oh boy, yeah, this is an unresolved issue that I have been ignoring and I just want to be done with it now. And it might be as simple as having a journaling exercise. It may be that you want to talk to a coach or a therapist. It may be that you want to talk to another person that's close to you in your life but you will address it. And when we address it, it changes. So the next thing we want to be thinking about is what do we need to do? What do we need to do? We want to determine some immediate action. As you're exploring these feelings and inquiring, asking all these questions, the next one you want to ask is, what do I need to do right now? This is the immediate action. This question prompts you to identify actionable steps to address the immediate challenges contributing to your anxiety and these anxious feelings that keep coming up. It could be setting boundaries. It could be expressing your feelings. Again, like I said, journaling or talking with a therapist or a friend or seeking support from a loved one. But you ask that question, what do I need to do right now? And believe it or not, you are full of wisdom, but you may not have taken the time to ask the questions. Then we want to take small steps towards what we need. This is the final question. What tiny steps, what small little turtle steps can I take to begin to meet my needs. Recognizing the need for change is one thing, and then taking steps to meet those needs is another. And so that's why we ask ourselves, what small, tiny turtle steps can I take to meet my needs? Break down the large issues into manageable actions whether it's scheduling self-care time or seeking professional help, engaging in activities that bring you joy and relief from your daily chaos, these small steps accumulate over time and create a beautiful foundation for lasting change. 
So we start off with feeling down or off or anxious. And then you ask, what am I feeling? Then you ask, where do I feel it in my body? Next up is, what is this feeling trying to tell me? Then what could this feeling be trying to teach me? And then we ask, what do I need to do right now? And our final question of what little baby tiny turtle steps can I take to meet my needs? And by navigating our anxious feelings as a journey of self-discovery, it is empowering by mindfully exploring what you feel, where you feel it, and why you feel it, you begin to open the door to understanding and healing. These are things you've not been bringing out to the light of day. They've been stuck inside you, spinning around in rumination. Embrace the messages with your emotions and your and if you take intentional actions and small steps toward meeting your needs it will feel remarkable this process is not only a pathway to managing your anxiety but it is a profound act of self-love and resilience thank you for spending time with me today i so appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to the show and now for today's quote feelings come and go like clouds in a windy sky conscious breathing is my anchor and that's from tick not han I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 